Uh, we thank you, Father, that our destiny is in your hands through Jesus Christ. We come to you as your family. We gather together to learn of thee. We thank you for all your help to us. In saving our lives and saving our homes. Recover our homes to the glory that you have purposed. By your spirit lift us unto higher ground. Give us hearts to hear your heartbeat during this time of fellowship together. We place this time into your hands in Jesus' precious name. We have a few portions of scripture we want to read. We want to begin this morning in Matthew chapter 18. We'll read the first six verses of Matthew 18 and then verse 10. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who, is, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called the child to himself and set him before them, and he said, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself as this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name, receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck, and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Verse, verse 10. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that their angels in heaven continually see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Then we turn to Ephesians. Chapter 6. There is a brief exhortation to children. Beginning in verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, 
so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. 要孝敬父母，使你得福，在世长寿。这是第一条带应许的诫命。Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. 你们做父亲的不要惹儿女的气，只要照着主的教训和警戒养育他们。And、then in Colossians chapter three, two brief verses. 哥罗西书第三章有两个短的经节。<coughs> Verse twenty, twenty-one. Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children, so that they will not lose heart. 你们做儿女的要凡事听从父母，因为这是主所喜悦的。你们做父亲的不要惹儿女的气，恐怕他们失了志气。And then I'd like you to go to the very last words of the Old Testament in Malachi. 再来读旧约最后一本书马拉基书 Malachi chapter four. 马拉基书第四章 verses five and six. 第五第六节 Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible. Day of the Lord, and He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of their children to their fathers, so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. 看那耶和华大而可畏之日未到以前，我必差遣先知以利亚到你们那里去，他必使父亲的心转向儿女，儿女的心转向父亲，免得我来咒诅遍地。We see from the very beginning of time, as recorded in the book of Genesis, that God had two vehicles of purpose and testimony: the marriage of husband and wife, and the family. So we see that in the beginning of Genesis, we see that God had two vehicles of purpose and testimony: the marriage And throughout the revelation of the Bible, we discover something at the deepest level that God is our home. 借着整本圣经的启示，我们就知道神他有一个心意，就是家。Moses said near the end of his life, "God has been our dwelling place through all generations." 摩西在他生命末了的时候，他说，神就是我们一历世历代啊，是我们的家居所。God's purpose has always been that a family should find themselves in God, and in this place find blessing. 神的目的就是在这个家中啊，能够他能够成为他的祝福，能够成为啊这个神在家中成为祝福。Our home has always been more than just the tent or the home, the house that we live in. 我们的家不只只是一个外面这个建筑而已。It is when we are in God and God is in us that we discover home. 只有在我们在神里头，神在我们里头，我们才能真正找到这个家。This was the great discovery of our forefathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as they sojourned through this earth. God was their dwelling place. 这就是我们先祖亚亚伯拉罕、以撒、雅各他们所经历的，神是他们的居所。And God blessed them and made them a nation. 神也祝福他成为一个国
but the nation found themselves in households under the precious blood of the Passover lamb. 神也就在在这个在主耶稣基督的逾越节的羔羊之下，神也在那里祝福他们。And when our Lord Jesus came, He told us that He was going to prepare the Father's house for us.所以主耶稣来的时候，主耶稣要在父的家中为我们预备住处。And we know now that through His death and resurrection, He comes and receives us in to the Father's house. 所以主就借着他的死和复活，他就把我们接到神的父的家中。Now the family can only be rightly seen in terms of God's home.每个家只有在啊，在神的神的家里头，才能真正看到那个家的正确的价值。And as we know, certainly by looking around us, you can have families physically combined by the fact of joining together, but you don't have a home. Unless that home is found in God. Our brother Christian shared with us a few weeks ago the beautiful picture in the Psalms of this home in God. Because we're talking about family these days, if you did not hear those messages, you really need to listen to them. He showed us in the songs of the saints that as our spiritual life increases, we we see the home has a vital place. You remember our brother shared from Psalm 127 and 128. These Psalms begin, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. And then we see a most beautiful picture of a house that has been uh, uh, blessed by God. You remember that picture of the children like olive trees sitting around the table. The family is eating together. The family is praying together. Perhaps the family is reading the scriptures together. We know in godly Jewish homes, in fact, they say a blessing before they eat and then they say further prayers after they eat. And so this picture of a beautiful family life around the table. And then there's the heart of the family, the mother. The wife. She's a fruitful vine. She has these children around the table. And she's taking these olive branches and making them arrows for the Lord's purposes. And then the head of the home. There's the father. There's the husband. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, it says. His children are a heritage from the Lord. 他的儿女是神的产业. 
His quiver is full of them. He lives to see his children's children. This is the family that the Lord presents before us as according to his purpose. We need to understand something. There is no greater influence on children than a godly family upbringing. We know that there's many people today who even mock of the family. And we know there's many influences beyond the family that are not good for our children. But their greatest influence is the family. And if we can be joined in Jesus Christ as a family, our children will be influenced more by it than by the world. There are some who say that it takes a village to raise a child. And today, unfortunately, because families are so broken, it does take more than just the husband and wife. And when we look at the end of the Old Testament, here in the book of Malachi, we see a most uh, terrible situation. There is judgment about to be brought down upon the children on this earth. And we see something missing in these two verses. What's missing? Where's the fathers? Where are their hearts? The father's hearts have gone away to do business. To make money. To play on their computers. To watch television. Their children are a nuisance. The world excuses fathers from really taking part in the family. The mothers carry too much burden. They must be, as it were, a mother and a father to most of their children. They must be a mother and a father to their children. This is not God's intention. So where are the fathers? Where's the head? Where's the priest of the home? Where's the initiator of love and nurture? Now they say this is a new day, the day, the era of Mr. Mom. Where the fathers have to help out with changing the diapers and taking care of the children. This is not just usually an agreement so they can make more money. This way the mom and the dad can both work. But that does not mean that their hearts 
are turned toward the children. 但并不代表说这样子的话，他们就不不能不关心小孩。We needn't talk about the effect of divorce upon our whole society today. 我们要来看看这个好像整个时代失落的他们的这样子的影响。But at the root of it is the missing father. 但是那个根源就在于说。好像父亲不见了。But we see also where are the children? Where are their hearts? 我们也看到儿女的心在哪里呢 ？Is it toward their father? 儿女心是向着父亲吗 ？No. 不是的。It's toward their friends. 儿女的父亲就是向着呃这样的朋友。It's toward the world. 向着世界。It's toward uh, uh, their television idols. 也向着他们电视里的偶像。Their own interest. Take their hearts. And so they're rebellious. So they're disrespectful. Full of hatred. They forfeited the promise that was told here in Ephesians. If you honor your father and mother, it will go well with you. But no, we choose disobedience. You know, we should look at two scriptures that are amazing to me. In the book of Romans, in chapter one, as Paul talks about the fact of the sinfulness of all men, he begins his argument in chapter eight, verse eighteen, and runs through the end of the chapter to showing the. Further and further decline in the sin of man. So from the first verse, he talks about this man who is always declining, always declining. And as the uh, as society, civilization gets worse and worse, we get down to the end of the chapter and find in verse 30, disobedient to parents. So you see that the whole society, ah, this way, always declining. When it gets worse and worse, when it gets down to the end of the chapter. One of the signs that the very fabric of society is falling apart is open disobedience to parents. So, this whole whole society, this, to a certain extent, is openly disobedient. Now, I mention this, and it may mean nothing to you because it's taken for granted now. Ah, last time I mentioned, it seemed like everyone thought it was natural. Disobedience to parents has become the rule. But it's not so in the Word of God. When we turn to Second Timothy chapter three, and we see the church falling away from the living God, we see the church falling away from the living God. We see in verse one that in the last days difficult times will come. And then again, we find that children have become disobedient. We see that children have become disobedient. We see that children have become disobedient. We see that I don't know if you ever think of it in that way. You know, just to hurt you and I is a very small victory for the enemy. For the enemy, 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 for the enem
He's looking for bigger victory. He's trying to destroy something that's a very testimony of mankind. Now we shared last week that the husband and wife are a testimony of Christ and his church in this world. But the family also has a testimony in this world. That is to say, as people in this world look at Christians, they should see something in their families that's a testimony. And what is that testimony? It's nothing less than the very testimony of God our Father. That's what the family shows. God the Father. It's because the fathers are there in their family, loving their children, nurturing their children, disciplining their children, even as God the Father disciplines us. But children are also a testimony of our Heavenly Father. Because it's through the obedience of children that the Father is glorified. There is a Christian proverb that's very true. It is the glory of God to command. It is the glory of man to obey. And when the children live in obedience, it testifies to a loving father. It testifies to honoring a father. It testifies to the respect of a father. And so Jesus came upon this earth. And what did he do? Before people even understood about redemption, what did he reveal? As he walked upon this earth, he revealed God the Father. You remember how surprised his disciples were when they said, Would you teach us how to pray? And he says, Of course, Abba. But Jesus led such a life of obedience that the Father was glorified. And Jesus said, in fact, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. This should be our testimony. But we see Something here in the end of Malachi that's wonderful. And what is that? Just before the judgment comes, the Lord does something sovereign in His mercy. What is this, as it were, last act? Before the judgment comes, our loving God recovers 
the family here upon this earth. Just before the Lord Jesus comes back, he speaks through Elijah the prophet, as it were. A living word is spoken. There is light, prophetic light. And in that light, a, a miracle happens. The hearts of the fathers turn back to their children. What a revival there would be. Could you imagine what would happen in our assembly if the fathers' hearts were truly turned to their children? We're talking about fathers humbling themselves, repenting and turning their hearts. We see the fathers in the light of God's word. They look past the rebellion of their children, the arguments of their children, the testing of their children. And what do they see? They repent because they see the hungry olive plant that they have ignored. And so they turn their love and nurture back upon their children. With broken hearts because of what the damage they have done to their very heritage. We cannot calculate the effect upon our own families if the fathers could be recovered to their rightful place. But one of the uh, uh, tremendous values we can see right before us in Malachi. Because when the fathers turn, and that word in Hebrew is always the same word shuv, which means repent. When the fathers repent their hearts back to the children, we see another miracle. The, the hearts of the children repent back to their fathers. That rebellion in their heart melts away by the love of their father. Those children who were disrespectful find themselves falling, as it were, on their knees before their father, respecting and honoring their fathers again. And when the children's eyes are open, they see, they see what their home really is. It's the home that the prodigal son found. The prodigal son was not longing for the building in which his father lived. Because his home was the arms of his father. 
Dear child, you will not be at home until you're at home in the arms of your father. 亲爱的儿子，你若不是在父亲的怀抱里，你还不是真正的回家。Now this is the last days. 所以这是末世的时候。May the Spirit speak to your heart. 但愿圣灵向你的心说话。Now you see, we don't hear any exhortation about the mothers. 你就看到这里好像没有对母亲的一个劝勉。Because the key to this recovery is the fathers and the children. 因为你看到在这个能够掌握这个恢复的钥匙是一个。They stand as it were on opposite ends, estranged from one another. They look as if they are opposite. But children, if you can only see, but as children, you can see how much you need your father. If you could see them again as your source, as your supply, as your nurture, as your wisdom. If you could see them again as your source, as your supply, as your nurture, as your wisdom. If you could see them again as your source, The heavenly Father. Don't tell me you hate your father, but you know the heavenly Father. You 不要告诉我说你你如果说你恨你的肉身的父亲，你却爱你爱天父。There's a direct relationship of our obedience to our fathers with knowing our heavenly Father. 只有当我们的心顺服我们肉身的父亲，才有我们的心才能够向着天父。And so the obedient child who has repented bears this testimony. 所以一个顺服的儿女有这样子的，像的父亲有这样的见证。Every gift and every blessing comes down from my Father, in whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. 所以只有在这里，在这里就发出一个赞美说，在在父那里没有转动的一个，所有的祝福都是从他而来。Now that's who the Father is. 这是这是我们的天父。That's the testimony we need to hear. I don't think that children always know how it breaks our heavenly Father's heart when you say, "I hate you to your father." 若是做儿女的这样子说，我对他的父亲这样说，我恨你，你就不知道我们的天父他的心是何等的伤痛。But in America today, that becomes a common expression. 但是在美国这样的话，好像是一个常常会听到这样的话。May the Lord turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. But turn the hearts of the fathers to their children as well. 也使做父亲的心转向儿女。Oh, don't you hear that word? How much the Father in heaven loves those children. 你是否听到我们的父天父是何等爱他的儿女 ？So much so that he has angels over every child, watching and attending to that to that child. Now, if God the Father cares for our children that much, should we not care as fathers? 若是做我们的天父是这样爱他的儿女，我们做父亲的难道不应该这样子爱我们的儿女吗 ？I'm sorry. 我很抱歉。I don't believe anybody has the excuse of well, that's the way our culture does it. 若是若是大家说我们的文化就是这样子的话，我很抱歉，我不接受这样的说法。If it's not in the Word of God, we must lay aside these traditions. 若是不是出于神的话，这些传统我们应该抛在一边。And be the Bible father. 我们应该是看由圣经来告诉我们的。That alone is the key to the family's revival. 只有圣经的教训是唯一能够帮助我们恢复家庭。Now we can be thankful to our God that Jesus came. 感谢我们的父神，我们主耶稣来到世上。We can be such a family. 
We can have such children and have such fathers and have such mothers. And it's all because Jesus came. He died on the cross and rose again and sat at the right hand of God. And as it says in Isaiah, the government has been placed upon his shoulders. Now this is not politics. He's talking about our household government. And the government is upon his shoulders. His name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Now he wants to take up this matter of the family. And in Christ Jesus, Bring the family back home where it is meant to be. Oh, our precious Lord Jesus Christ is the everlasting Father. You know, brothers, our Lord Jesus knows how to be a father. And so our Father wants to instruct us as fathers. In this matter of raising our children. How wonderful it is to be disciplined by our Father. We have to remember we're all still children of God. And so, how do we bring about a kingdom family? Well, it begins when the fathers and mothers repent and become as a child. And then he said two things about becoming a child there in Matthew 18. It means we, we adults, humble ourselves like this child. And also that we care for these little ones and we do not stumble them. We live in the fear of God. Now we want to talk about this practical matter and these exhortations on raising the family. We read, we read those simple passages in Ephesians and Colossians. But before we take up the actual practical details, there's a very important principle in Scripture that we need to understand. If we're going to raise up our children in the proper way, it must be through the wise use of both law and grace. This is the key of our wisdom in raising our children. Now the whole Bible is consistent in this. In the Old Testament we see the law. But we see grace in the law. In the New Testament, we see grace. But within, but within that grace, we see law. 
We have laws even here in our family of God. We say that the children need to go upstairs. Well, we just can't live by the grace of God, and our children say, Well, I don't want to go upstairs. We say, Okay, you don't have to. You see, our training is a matter of the wise use of law and grace. Now, we're not talking about salvation. We have learned we cannot be saved by keeping the law. We cannot be saved by keeping the law. We know we're saved by grace alone. But now we're talking about being trained unto godliness. In the Old Testament, as I said, we see the law. But it's measured with mercy. Right? We have the various commandments about how to live and and all of that. But the law also provides mercy. When we sin, there's an offering. When we transgress, there's an offering. If we hurt somebody, there's a city of refuge. If our sins are upon us, the day of atonement is mercy upon us. And even uh, uh, the year of Jubilee, everything is forgiven. And so we see that the law is measured with mercy. Our God knows we cannot keep the law. But he provides mercy. And so David made popular this song that's been sung throughout the ages among the Jews. What is the amazing grace of the Old Testament saints? We have our song, Amazing Grace. But what's the song of Israel? Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercies endure forever. David wrote Psalm 119. I love thy law. I love thy law. I keep thy statutes. But David also wrote, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And so he will dwell in the house of God. He knows the law. It's measured with mercy. Now in the New Testament, praise God, we live by grace. We've been freed from our sins. And we know our Heavenly Father loves us. But as the Lord begins to grow us into godliness, we see that grace is measured with law. We don't call it law. We say grace is measured with discipline. 
所以我们是用做恩典，是用这个呃操练，是用这个纪律来衡量。Because we have we're, we're loved by God's grace and given life by God's grace. 我们是我们是神的，因为借着神的恩典，神爱我们。But then the Spirit of God disciplines us unto godliness. 但是神的灵也教导我们，也操练我们成为敬虔。We find even in grace we still have a law. 所以，即使我们在恩典里头，我们看到仍然有律法。But now it's been written in our hearts. 但现在是写在我们心版里。And not only has the law been written in our hearts. 所以不只有那个写在我们心版里的律法。But God has given us the power and the grace to fulfill those laws written in the heart. 那神也赐给我们恩典能力，使得我们能够成全，能够完，能够呃完成的律法。And so Paul finds no problem in dealing with the children to bring in the fifth of the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. So, 就看到保罗在这里说，就把那个十条诫命里头说要孝敬父母。Because Paul knows that's not only a law that was written on the stones at Mount Sinai, but a law that's written in the heart of every believer. 所以保罗就知道这个不只是是写在西乃山上刻在石板上的律法，而是今天写在每一个呃神儿女的心板里头。It's only when we speak of a God who has law with mercy. And grace with discipline that we speak of the true and living God. So, 只有当每一个神的儿女在这讲到是我们神神的他律法里头的恩典，他的他的这样子，我们就可以把一切的荣耀归给神。Sometimes I talk to unbelievers and they ask me lots of questions. 有的时候我跟一些不信的人在这边朋友交谈，他们问我许多问题。But I love to throw off unbelievers by giving a strange answer. 所以我常常就用一些呃很奇怪的答案来，好像把他们给他们一个意外。So sometimes they say to me， 有时候他们这样问我 ，If God is a God of love， how could there be all of these problems today？ 所以他们就说，若是呃神是爱的神，怎么今天会有这么多的问题呢 ？Well， when they say that， I immediately answer， well， God is not a God of love。所以当他们这样说的时候，我就说，哦，神不是爱的神。I say what？ 他们就说很惊讶了。I say God is a God of love。Righteousness, holiness, and truth. 我就说神就是那爱的神，是真是公义的神。That's the living God. 那是活的神。You can't separate it. Say, oh no, 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 he's just a God of love. 你不能说是把那个这个这几个部分拆开来说，他就是他是爱的神而已。See, that's what people want. 那你就知道神好像只希望听到爱。You know, some people look at me think I look like Santa Claus. 啊，有人看到他，天上地上好像圣诞老人。Even little children run up to me and tell me what they want for Christmas. 所以也看到好很多小孩来向他要那个圣诞节的礼物。And people are hoping that God is like Santa Claus up in the sky. 所以人就好像对神说，好像神就是一个天上的一个圣诞老人。Oh, he loves with no demands. 所以他这样子爱人，好像没有条件这样爱。And so we even want our fathers to be. 这就好像我们好像要我们的父是这样的。But not if you would be a true father. 但是如果你是一个真的父， you must reflect. 你不是这样。Our Father in heaven, who is love, righteousness, holiness, and truth. 你会知道我们父神他是爱、公义、圣洁。Now. In the raising of our children, they go through three stages, all that measure law and and grace in different proportions. 当我们养育儿女的时候，我们就知道这个这个律法和恩典，它有有的时候它用不同的比率的。Now it's important for parents, as stewards of their children, to understand these stages. 所以就在儿女长大不同的阶段的时候，你就看到，你就要知道用怎么样的用
律法和恩典怎么样来使用 ？With our children in the first and earliest stage， 所以在那个儿女最小的时候 ，we would call this stage the law is the tutor that leads us to Christ。所以就看到这个时候，这个律法就是带，就是。圈圈把小孩圈在里头，带到恩典里头。At this early stage, a parent must minister law with grace. 所以在这个最早的阶段的时候，父母就是要用律法，但是是在恩典里头。Now a child will not make it to stage two. 所以 if you don't lay down the law. 所以若是若是你没有把这个律法定得好，他们没有办法走到第二阶段。You say no, so the child will not touch the stone. 所以你你说不可以，那小孩就不可以那个去开那个火火炉。You say no, so the child won't run out into the street and get hit by a car. 你说不可以，小孩就不可以跑到街上去被车子撞到。You are giving them the law for their protection. 你这样子颁布律法是为了保护他们。And if they go, how come? You say because I said so. 那如果小孩说你你怎么这样子呢？那你就说我这样说。The parents begin as the law for their children. Now this is very important for the child. This 对小孩是很重要的 They have to learn to obey. 他们就必须学习顺顺服 Now the Bible says even Jesus had to learn to obey. 所以圣经告诉我们说，甚至耶稣基督他也顺服 And so you have to say no to that stubborn will of the little child. 所以你对那个好像呢很那个、no, together, oh, right、Would you like to go and work with those angels for just one hour? You will find a little baby. Buried, they can't even walk yet, but they already disagree when you say no. They say yes. But you, 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 所以小孩必须学习在生命当中有有他的范围。And it happens in this first stage. 所以就这些事情就在那第一阶段里头发生。They learn that there's limits. 他们要学习有一个限制。If your child does not learn limits, you'll have a hard time in stage two. 若是小孩在这个阶段没有学到他们有限制的时候，第二个阶段你们就会知道有很多的问题。But you minister to them the law measured with mercy. 但是当你这样好像颁布律法的时候，你你这样的是用什么衡量呢？是用怜悯来衡量。And、so you have the little child sitting there going, <laughs> you say, now say you're sorry to your brother. 所以看到小孩吵架了，他们就在里面哭啦。那你就说，那你要向你的呃兄弟啊说很抱歉。They say, I'm so sorry. 他们就在他们就要说啊啊是是是啊，小孩就很抱歉。You say, okay, now go hug your brother. Come on. 那你就说啊，那你去跟你的父亲这样，呃，跟你的兄弟这样拥抱。Now the child needs to learn forgiveness. 所以小孩要学着饶恕。Now you have you are their law. 你是他们的律法。But you forgive them whenever they break it. 所以当他们好像违背这律法的时候，你要饶恕他们。And they also have to learn that your love remains constant. 他，你也要学，你要知道你的爱是是一致的。You know, you know many. 
uh, brothers and sisters, they spank their child, and then they put them up on their lap and cry and hug them. But our children need such a stage. But that brings them to stage two. Now they're being in transition from law to grace. And for most of children raised in the house of God, they become Christians during this transition from law to grace. Now this stage usually happens before they're teenagers. But it's a crucial stage. I call it the stage of come, let us reason together. Now you have to be gracious, but measured with discipline. Now how are you gracious? Now, dear father, you need to be patient. You need to be filled with the Spirit. One of the fruits is patience. Because they're going to ask why. Why should I do this? Stage two, you can no longer say, because I said so. No, no, now it's your time to explain the principles behind the laws. And so you must listen to them. They say, but dad, you say, I don't want to hear it. No, now you need to hear it. Even their excuses. Because sometimes even when they make an excuse, they realize that they were wrong. There's an old saying, if you give somebody enough rope, they will hang themselves. Let the child speak, and they'll also usually speak themselves into a hole. But you must be patient. And this is the stage where, as we read in Ephesians chapter 6, you must raise them up in the admonition of the Lord. I don't know the word in Mandarin, whether it's an admonition or instruction, but it means you need to warn them. So now the parents have to be an ear and listen. also train them in the word of God. Raise up a child in the way they shall go, and when they're old, they will not depart. This is your crucial moment. You teach them the word of God. And during this stage, they usually see that they're sinners and need the Savior. And how wonderful when our children believe in Jesus. Now, they know forgiveness. 
And now they know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you find yourself working along with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in their life. But then we come to stage three. And this is a stage where you're helping your child learn how to walk before the Lord. This stage I call not my will but thine be done. We're trying to teach our children how to walk in the will of God. They are now in the Lord. And so that means the Spirit of God is in them. Now we have a co-worker in this discipline. Because we have the Spirit working within and we who are working without to help them grow into men and women of God. And so now we are their intercessors. And now we need to walk together with them. This is what uh, it means, our comforter, even the Holy Spirit, our advocate, somebody who walks alongside. Now that means you talk together. Maybe they share something they're thinking about doing. I don't want to go to college. Now you remember back in your old stage, you may say, no, you're going to college because I say so. But now you need to reason with your child. Well, what's your choices? Then they talk about it and they realize it's either go to college or they sweep the streets. Maybe you have to share with them the consequences of their decisions and thoughts. And surely in this stage you should pray with your children about these things. But the key is this. You've only got a few years when you get to stage three. And they need to learn how to exercise their will to do the will of God. You will not much longer be able to train them. But if you have taught them to hear the Lord's voice, if you have taught them to obey the Lord's will, then you have raised your child. And made, an, and made an arrow of them for the Lord. So do you see what I'm saying? Grace law must be ministered with wisdom. Now having seen all of that, we come down to the message. In Ephesians chapter 6. And actually it's quite simple. The first people addressed in this matter is children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For it is right. 
Now let's notice the first thing. It's right to obey your parents. It doesn't say obey your parents when they are right. It doesn't say obey your parents because they're always right. It says obey your parents as unto the Lord. That is right. Because, because you are in the Lord. Because you know it's right. Because you know it's the will of God for you. Our God trains us through the environment that we're in. And our parents are part of God's plan for our training unto God. Now it's hard to obey. And especially because we're such sinners by nature. But all of you young ones who are here today, I want you to understand it is right that you obey whatever anybody else tells you. And you will be blessed by obeying. Now let's notice the second thing here. The word obey. Children obey your parents in the Lord. Now you know what that word is actually in the Greek? It's a word that means hear under. Now here is the child's position. You're to listen under your parents. Now all day long you may listen under the world. But your main resource needs to be listen under your parents. For this is right. When we read the wisdom in the book of Proverbs, we find 23 times Solomon saying, My son, listen. My son, do not despise discipline. My son, listen to me. My son, learn from me. My son, 23 times. 所以就在真言所罗门就二十三次，他这样说：“我儿啊，你要听我儿啊，你不可藐视啊，我儿啊，你要听这教训。” is wisdom we need to learn from. 所以这就是这个我们必须学这样的智慧。We say this is the wisdom of Solomon. 你要知道这是所罗门的智慧。Ah, but I tell you a secret. 但是我这里告诉一个秘密。You know what he's talking about? 你知道他在讲什么吗? He's talking about the way he was raised by his father David. 其实他就是讲到他。David turned his heart to Solomon. instructed Solomon in the ways of the Lord. That wisdom that Solomon has was not just his own, it was the heritage of his father's wisdom. Do you want to be wise? Listen, my son. To your parents. The third thing we see. It's actually in Colossians chapter 3. It says, Obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing to the Lord. 
Now we love the Lord. We want to be pleasing to the Lord. And that says if we obey our parents, it's well pleasing to the Lord. Now don't you know? Our Father knows that your parents make mistakes. They're not always right. But you are well pleasing to the Lord. Our Father may have to discipline your Father. The fourth thing it says, Obey in the Lord your parents and it will be well with you. Obey your parents and it will be well with you. There he's quoting from the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother. And it will be well with you. And you will see length of days. When you honor your father and mother, and you show them proper respect, your parents will show you respect. There comes a time when you have a problem. Maybe there's a sin you need to confess. If you have respected your parents, you have an open door of access to talk to them, even during a difficult time. Respect of the parents responds with respect for the children. Now, having spoken briefly to the children, we come necessarily back to the fathers. Now, mothers, you can include yourself among the fathers. The principles are the same. But it's the fathers that Paul is most burdened to instruct in this matter of turning our hearts to our children. And Paul gives two negative exhortations to the fathers and one positive exhortation. We find it in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. The first exhortation. Do not provoke your children to anger. Now you see, if your heart isn't to discipline your children, you may provoke them to anger. And the scripture says, do not provoke your children. Now how do we do that? How do we provoke them? Well, there's two most common ways. The first happens later on. Some fathers physically intimidate their children. They threaten them. They stand over them. Look at me. Stand over my children. Now they're afraid to death. 
Now my son is six foot five. He looks down on me. Uh, you may intimidate your children for a few years. You may threaten to withhold your love. But in the end, you'll just make angry children. But the most common way we provoke our children is by inconsistent discipline. We keep changing the ground rules. We're lenient for three months and let them get away with murder. Then we lower the boom on them and make them stay home because of little tiny things. And the worst is when we discipline our children because actually we're angry about other things. I think we probably have a few mothers in here who have said, now don't say anything to your father because you know he's had a tough day at work. And when the parents get angry at their children and discipline their anger, it's because of something whirling inside of them. It's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. And if you discipline your children out of your own anger, you need to ask forgiveness of your children for such a thing. Now, the second thing he says in Colossians, obey your children, uh, obey your parents. I, I made a Freudian slip because actually there's a lot of parents who do obey their children. So I have to, so I have to say in uh, Colossians 3.19, uh, sorry, uh, verse uh, 21, Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they lose heart. Do you want your child to lose heart? Sometimes I see Christian children, they're like zombies. They have no heart for God. I believe in Jesus. I read my Bible. But they're not alive. Their heart isn't alive for the Lord. And I think some children lost heart when their parents exasperated. Now, how did somebody get exasperated? Now, there's nothing worse than the tyrant father. A father who's a tyrant. Proverbs defines a tyrant as a slave who became the king. So that slave knows all the tricks. So when they become king, they don't allow anybody else to do any tricks because I know what you're doing. 
他因为这个奴隶成为君王了，他就知道说啊，你你这样做这样做，我都知道，因为我以前就是这样做。And most tyrant fathers, fathers that are really tough on their kids, they were probably the worst kids growing up. 这个做暴君的父亲，他最坏的可能呢，可能他以前小时候呢就是这样子长大的。They know better than anybody how to lie. 他知道，他比人家都知道说谎。How to cheat. 会会说。But now that they're the father. 会欺骗。They know everything the kids are doing. <laughs> I can see you're lying. <laughs> 他就好像就会看到自己的小孩说啊，我看到你在说谎啦。But when we lay such a heavy、uh, judgment upon our children, you exasperate. 当你要用极大的这样的，好像用审判的来对待你小孩的时候，你惹他们的气。It's an interesting thing that in all of the cultures of this world, it's only the Chinese culture where the father. Will never admit he's wrong. So, in this world, all the different cultures, it's only Chinese fathers who never admit they're wrong. Now, why is that? Why? Is that in the Bible? Did I miss it somewhere? Ah, is it written in the Bible? I didn't read it. It says, "Humble yourselves, fathers, except the Chinese." Does it say that? Here, is there anything about humbling yourselves to the Chinese? I don't think we accomplish anything by proving our pride. Standing over our children in judgment. 好像若是你只带着你自己的尊严，然后带着你的骄傲来到小孩面前，这样子来讲也没有，你也没有得到什么。Children are exasperated when we place upon them impossible expectations. 如果儿女怎么惹他们气呢？因为你带着好像对他们有一些不可能达到的要求。Does every child have to be a doctor or a lawyer or a successful businessman? 是不是每一个小孩都必须要成为一个呃医生或者成为一个成功的生意人呢、啊、？Are we being reasonable？ 我们是否这样要求他们合理呢 ？What are our expectations？ 是我与我们自己对他们要求呢 ？Well, they need to be that we desire our children to be servants of God。或者是你自己要求说啊，你他们是要成为神的用呃仆人吗？ And so the one who's exasperated has suffocated the will of God, the will of the child. So in here, if you get angry, you probably are going to kill your child. So there are these kinds of fathers. So there are these kinds of But Dad, let me explain. No, no, no. I do the explaining. 小孩说，我来解释。那个父亲说，你不要解释，我来解释。So the child grows up hasn't made any choices. 所以这样小孩长大的时候，你帮他做每个决定。Dad, can I put on my underwear? Yes, put it on. 那你说啊，我我可以穿内衣吗？就说啊，爸爸说，哎，你可以穿内衣。Now their will has not been exercised freely. 所以他们的他们自己有一个旨意，他们好像没有办法能够自己。Now what is a man who saved by grace, but somebody who exercises free will? 但是你说 toward God. 但是你知道我们是借着恩典得救，但是也是要运用我们的自由意志。It's wrong if our children have no will. 如果你的小孩没有自己的意志的，这不对的。They've lost heart. 他们就失了这志气。Paul says, "Don't do that." 那保罗在这里说，不要这样做。That's not raising children in the law. 你这样子做不是在主里教导他们。It may be good when they're five years old, but when they're fifteen, you need to learn to reason with your children. 
，所以你这样子做，可能在他五岁的时候是是是合理的，但是到了他十五岁的时候，这样你应该学着与小孩有一些讲理。And of course we exasperate our children when we make demands upon them, and there's never any reward. 若是你总是要求你的小孩做这个做那个，但是你总是没有，但是你没有给他奖赏，这也是惹他们的气。Don't you know that training involves rewards? As well as discipline. You know, to train a child, ah, besides discipline, you also need to have rewards. There's one kid who came up to me back a few years ago. In a few years ago, there was a kid who came up to me at a youth conference. In a few years ago, there was a kid who came up to me at a youth conference. In a few years ago, there was a kid who came up to me at a youth conference. And he said, "Thanks for saying that." You encourage me. He says, "For my father never speaks to me." And in his eyes, I am nothing. And immediately tears came to my eyes. This is the reward for obedience and righteousness. 难道这是一个顺服的小孩、公益的小孩的应该得到的吗？这是一个很可耻的。Fathers need to repent. 这个做父亲的要要悔改。He doesn't say put your pride into it. He says put your heart into it. 这个圣经不是说你要把你的骄傲、你的尊严在这里给小孩，而是要给你的心。Now we can only take a minute. I realize our time is gone. 我们时间不多了。But just to look positively at this matter. Of raising up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. 在这里说如何在主里头教养喂养小孩。So I'll just make a few short statements. 所以再有几句话。It says bring them up. 就是把他们照顾。You're lifting them up. 你要把他们带大。They're a child, and you're bringing them into adulthood. 他们小孩的时候，你要把他带抚养成人。Now you need to nurture them. 你要养育他们。Build them up. 你要建立他们。Warn them. In such a way that you are worthy of respect. 这样你这样子做的时候，你就配得小孩的尊敬。Now your children will not agree with you all the time. 你也许你的小孩不是总是听你的。But can they respect you? 但是他仍然能够尊敬你吗 ？Because they know you love them and you're nurturing them. 他们知道你爱他们，你在这里养育他们吗 ？That's number one. 这是第一点。Number two. 第二点。In bringing our children up in the Lord. We need to have a family time together. 养育儿女，我们应该在主面前大家有一个家庭的时间。I don't know how you're going to do it. 我不知道你们怎么做。Maybe you and the wife, you both work. 也许做丈夫的和做这妻子的都在工作。Your children go to school, do many things. 你的小孩去学校里做许多事情。But we need a family around the table. 但是我们需要这个整个家庭在在桌子面前。A family that reads the word together. 在整个家庭在一起读圣经。A family that prays together. And I'll guarantee you, when your children become adults, they'll remember that for the rest of their lives. 让我就被保证里头，这个小孩当他们长大以后，他他永远都记得。The daily family altar is the most important thing you will do with your family in the long run. 所以这样子好像有一个家庭的祭坛，对长期来讲是你一个最重要的事情。Do you have one in your home? 你在家里你有这样的吗？ The third thing. 第三件事情 
Do you have a mercy seat, a throne of grace, in your home? 在你家里有施恩座或者有有这宝座吗 ？Now what do I mean by that? 呃，我这样讲是什么意思呢 ？Let's suppose the child has done something wrong. 若是小孩做错事了 ，Can they come to you and confess it to you and pray about it with you without you condemning them? 他们是否能够来到你面前，一起跟你，能你认罪，向你认罪，跟你一起祷告，而不是带着带着这样子的呃责备呢 ？Let's say their friends are tempting them at school to do things that are wrong. 如果像我们这样说，也许一个小孩在学校里头有有有他的朋友来怂恿他做一些坏事。And they're being drawn to do that thing that is wrong. 再说，所以他也就被好像呃被人家这样子引诱做了坏事。Can they come to a neutral ground and confess to you their temptations without being judged? So, they are able to come to your presence, like that Paul said, without being judged. To be tempted is not to sin. They are being tempted, not to sin. Can you intercede for your child at that moment because there is a throne of grace, a neutral ground at which people in your family can come and talk about these things? So, are you here with a throne, like a strong place? We know that in Hebrews chapter five, that men who are the priests of their home. It says in Hebrews that the priest can deal gently with those that he ministers to. He himself being beset by weaknesses. So in Hebrews chapter five, it says that the priest can deal gently with those that he ministers to. In your home, is there a priesthood interceding, helping your child? This is precious before the Lord's eyes. Some of our Christian children have no one to talk to about problems that they're having. So, some Christian children have no one to talk to about Because the parents will not listen. Because the parents will not listen. Or judge and treat them harshly. The parents always judge them with a very harsh attitude. But they need help. But the child needs help. Help right now. 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 Well, you know, I, I am the last one who should be giving advice about raising children. It's a very difficult thing. 好像我不够资格来讲这个如何带养小孩，好像这是一个非常困困难的题目。Some parents will be too tough. 有些做父母的好像太太严厉。Some parents will be too easy. 有些做父母的又太太松了。But if you will love your children, 但是你若是爱你的小孩 ，and you'll give your heart to them， 你把你的心给小孩 ，and you'll pray with them. They become children of God. It's not the method that raises the child. It's when there's a father and the mother. A head and a heart. Making a home. And the children are learning obedience in the Lord. This is an ongoing thing. This is a constant thing. Many difficulties in this matter. 
And that's why we all rely on the mercy of the Lord. May the Lord have mercy on all the mistakes we've made already. May the Lord give us grace to raise our children from this point on. Let's just have a few prayers from the saints committing this to the Lord.